Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy. I'm Audrey, and I'm your host. You've got to tell your money what to do, or it will leave. Your divorce probably landed you in a different financial situation than you had anticipated being in. We know that this is one of the most important topics to you, and that's why we're so glad Lori Itkin is back to help you revisit your finances and to make sure that you don't outlive your money. On this episode, Lori walks us through an eight-step course that she offers for women like you, and because she's so worthy, she included a special offer for our listeners to help you embrace your financial fresh start. Go to www.theoptionslady.com and click the link to the online course. The price of the course is $249, but if you enter worthy as the coupon code, you'll get $50 off and you'll get a 30-minute one-on-one call with Lori herself to ask questions about your personal situation. Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle is a weekly podcast, so make sure you subscribe to keep up with new episodes we're curating to help empower and uplift you as you embrace your fresh start. This podcast is for you, so join our Facebook group, Worthy Women in Divorce, to let us know what you think and what you want to hear. You can also get more at worthy.com slash podcast. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with Lori. When you sell a piece of jewelry, you can't control how much it's worth, but you can make sure that you're selling smart with a team of experts and advocates behind you at Worthy. Your engagement ring can be a financial asset that allows you to embrace a new and fulfilling life after divorce. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Go to worthy.com slash podcast to learn more. I'm so excited to have one of my favorite guests back on. I think this woman is one of the smartest and most generous experts on money and how women can get smart about their money. And if you don't remember Lori Itkin from the first time she was on the podcast, you're really going to enjoy this episode because Lori is the expert that you're looking for. So welcome back to the podcast, Lori. Hi, Audrey. Thank you for such a lovely introduction. I'm always happy to be here and talking with you. Well, you know, I think maybe some of our listeners might remember that we did the Wealth Warriors quiz that was all about personal finance. That was actually a project that we worked really closely on with Lori, and we had the white paper that sort of gave an overview of what the main concerns women have during divorce are when it comes to money. And it was a really amazing project and and we've really enjoyed working together since. (laughs) So this episode though, we're actually going to be taking a little bit of a different direction. And I think one of the things that we're seeing a lot from our audience, whether it's in the Facebook group or, you know, different voices that we're listening to that are talking about life after divorce, we're seeing a lot of concerns about finance. And I think the last time you were on, we talked about sort of like short-term planning and and figuring out the best way to reset your life, right? Yeah. And this is going to be taking more of a planning approach to thinking long-term because mm-hmm. both short and long-term is really important. Right. One of the things that, you know, Lori and I were talking about this before we started recording is that when you're going through a divorce, there's just so much going on and it can be so overwhelming. And there's so much that needs your attention right now. And, you know, whether it's where you're going to live or going back to work, there's things that today need your attention, but it's really important to be thinking long term. And 
that's what this whole episode is about. And Lori, I think you probably mentioned you don't want to outlive your money on the last episode because this is something that you've talked quite a lot about and, and I think you're one of the best people talking about it. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, how not to outlive your money is really the same thing as how not to run out of money. And that may Mm -hmm. not really seem to make sense out of context, but let me put it in context. I get a lot of referrals, uh, lawyers or mediators suggest women contact me either Mm -hmm. while they're going through the divorce. And I'm a certified divorce financial analyst, a CDFA, where I can help women figure out how should assets and debts be divided fairly? Mm-hmm. What about income for alimony? Some states call it maintenance or spousal support. Child support's a big issue. And so I'm often involved helping women as they're going through the divorce process, basically trying to understand what is a fair settlement. But I'm also, um, people come to me after the divorce, once they've signed the papers, mm-hmm. now what? Now they really may need the help of a financial advisor because if you've gone through divorce and you've split assets, maybe you've split a retirement account in half. Maybe somebody's keeping the house. Maybe you were bought out and you have cash sitting there. Right. Um, maybe there are debt. And you have income coming in. Maybe you're working. Maybe you're not working. Maybe you're receiving child support. Maybe you're receiving alimony. Or maybe you are one of the women who is paying alimony. Now what do we do with all these money pieces? It is overwhelming. And that's why I work with women on those issues. You know, I'm remembering the last time you were on, I kept making a big fuss about like, if you're feeling overwhelmed, don't worry, this is going to be manageable and and really taking that approach. And I think, you know, one of the things that we know that our audience really is engaging with, especially during this transition in their life is self-awareness and self-love. And I think that finance can be really overwhelming, especially when it's in the midst of, of a difficult change like a divorce. But I think the steps that we're going to talk about and the advice that Lori has to offer is, I think, really one of the best ways that you can embrace self-love because we talk so much about you know getting you the deal you deserve if we're going to help you sell your ring and bringing you the experts that you deserve. And you deserve to be able to finance yourself and to be able to take care of yourself. And it's something that you can do, even if you feel like it's very far away. You know, you're amazing and you're smart and you're capable. And this episode is going to sort of give you a roadmap to being able to, to confidently continue with your life and age and age and age and not run out of money. (laughs) That's right. Well stated. I love it. All right. So let's talk a little bit about what these steps are. So is this part of a program? I mean, I guess our listeners might not know you're at optionslady.com, right? Yeah. Theoptionslady.com theoptionslady.com. Right. And and we'll link to this also at worthy.com slash podcast in case you, you don't remember, but you remember where to find our podcast. We'll make sure that we get you to Lori. So Lori, you offer a lot of different kinds of online stuff for people, right? Right. I really want to be approachable wherever you are in the process. Mm-hmm. And whether you are uh, have a lot of assets, whether you don't have any assets, 
you really deserve to work with a financial advisor who's going to help guide you and really make the most of what you have. And so I've really tried to do that in so many ways. Uh, you know, I manage money for people, people with significant assets. But what I've also done is created an online course where anybody can go through it and learn this eight-step process I've put together for how not to outlive your money. Right. I think this is one of the coolest things because it's so true that the more money you have, the easier it is to get help with this kind of thing. But, you know, we hear from so many people who are struggling and being able to engage with such a respected expert like you is, you know, it's a real treat and it's a privilege. And I think your tips are so useful. Since since the last episode we did together, I've implemented so many things that I learned from you in my life. So. Oh, how wonderful. How wonderful. Yeah. No, it's good. And it feels good to be in charge of your own stuff. So do you want to talk a little bit more about how you identified this particular program? Sure. I I, I mean, I'll just give you a great example. Mm-hmm. And I might have mentioned this before on our last podcast, but I was approached by a woman after her divorce and she received a settlement from the divorce, literally $600,000 in cash. Okay. Mm. I mean, not in dollar bills, but sitting in a checking account. (laughs) Yeah. And she was, you know, 50-ish. Uh, no children, and uh, but she didn't want to work anymore. She was a massage therapist and just didn't want to work, and right. she was not going to receive any alimony because she just got bought out, basically. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. Like a lump sum. A lump sum. Mm-hmm. And she thought, $600,000, this is phenomenal. I don't have to worry about anything. I mean, that that's a lot of money. Right. But I to her and I said, you know what? If you do not want to work, that means you won't be generating income. So you need this $600,000 to be invested mm-hmm. so it generates monthly income for you. Right. And that's the basics of investing. If you're not going to work for money, you need your money to work for you. You send that money overnight with a briefcase and it comes and pays you. Uh, I teach this in the course. We have sections in, in the course about how that works. But the point is, is I did some modeling and I teach you, I show you through this course, tons of free online tools. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't love free, right? <laughs> so I, I, I've curated them all for you. And we figured out that this $600,000, even if she lived frugally, would not last her till she's 75 or 80. No Mm. way she would run out of money. So that's why I put this course together. I want women to understand, not be afraid, but really face it head on and figure out what steps they can take now to improve their direction. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because I think we, you know, we were talking before about how so much of this is overwhelming. And I think this is one of the steps, sort of like figuring out how long your money needs to last. That's so uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> sort yes. of kind of like guessing when you're going to die. But <laughs> I think it it's so true. You know, people are living longer than they ever have before. And you want to make sure that you're going to be in a position to enjoy your life and also take care of the people who you're taking care of today. So I think you really have managed to take something that is sensitive and overwhelming for so many different reasons and turn it into something manageable. So if you're ready, I think we should jump in 
to these eight steps. Let's do it. So where do we start, Lori? All right. So this online course is called How Not to Outlive Your Money. And what I've done, and hopefully Audrey will be able to attach the PDF to uh, the link about the podcast. So this is uh, something everybody can download and they'll have a sort of a roadmap. Yeah. You know what? We'll make sure that we upload it to the Facebook group is a great place to find it. So if you're listening and you're not in the Facebook group, it's called Worthy Women in Divorce. And we'll go ahead and let you on in, and then you'll be able to find it there. And I'm sure that we'll link to it in plenty of other places. <laughs> okay, terrific. All right. So let's let's just dive right in. What do you need to do to not outlive your money? Or put mm-hmm. another way, what do you need to do to make sure your money lasts as long as you do? Right. Number one, everybody can do this first step, okay? Mm-hmm. It is you simply write down what you own and what you owe. This is, um, in financial terms, we call this a net worth statement. It sounds very fancy and complicated. It's not. <laughs> On one side, you put what you own. Do you own a car? Do you own a house? Do you own a retirement plan? And you add up how much money that is. And then on the other side, on the right side of the sheet, what do you owe? Do you have $8,000 worth of credit card debt? Do you have a mortgage on the house? Do you have a a loan on your car? Is the car Mm -hmm. financed? And you do this with everything you own and everything you owe, and you figure out, hopefully, your assets are more than your debt. And then you have a positive net worth. If your assets are less than your debt, you have a negative net worth. Let me ask you a question about how you figure out your net worth. If you, let's say that you have monthly payments on your car, how do you calculate something that's monthly? Do you do how much you have remaining? Yeah, not, yeah. So in this step, you're not looking at what your monthly payments are. You're mm-hmm. simply, I bought the car for $30,000 mm-hmm. and I still have $20,000 left okay. on the note. So if I only owned one asset that was a car, the car's worth, the blue book values 30000 and I owe 20000 on the car. Well, 30000 minus 20000 is 10000 So my net worth is $10,000. Okay. Because if I sold the car, and now forget about, you know. Oh, you don't need to talk about resale (laughs) value with us. We know. Right. (laughs) Right. With jewelry, you know. (laughs) So a lot of times people have staggering student loan debt. Mm -hmm. So, you know, early on when um, when you were a student and you took out student loans, you may have a negative net worth. Okay. Because you may not own anything. You may rent. You have $80,000 in student loans. But today's snapshot isn't that important, whether you have a positive net worth or negative net worth. What I suggest people do is twice a year, they do this exercise. And over the years, if you see your net worth is growing, that's a great sign. You're not going to run out of money. If you see your net worth shrinking, you're going to run out of money. That must be very reassuring for people who, you know, they do owe money here and there. And it's not so much about where things stand right now. It's about seeing how things are going to be trending and sort of being able to take that long-term view of 
when is this going to be done? When is when is this going to be paid off? When is this going to mature? And and sort of being able to take that long look at what is coming because this is all about preparing for the future. Right. And I think it's it's also, you know, I don't know if we mentioned, but it's it's especially important for a woman who she planned for her future and things are not as she planned. Like that's usually what happens. I don't think people get married to get divorced. And so already you're on a different plan. And so you need to to take this moment to evaluate what's going on so that you can set yourself up for the success that's worthy of you. Right. And what you did is you already went through this exercise when you went through the divorce, mm-hmm. because in most states, you in, not always, there's different cases, but in most states, you're really, you and your spouse are supposed to do this exercise. Right. Show everything you own and everything you owe. And then they're split, right? Right. You split assets, you split debt. So you should have probably already, you might already be familiar with this exercise Mm -hmm. if you've gone through divorce. So now you just have to do it looking at your own assets and your own debt. Okay. Now you've got this idea of where your net worth is today. And if you're going to be doing this long term, you'll be able to start seeing whether it's increasing or decreasing. And then what do you do? Okay. So then, so you have that piece done and you'll revisit that. Then the second step for how not to outlive your money is you have to acknowledge how much it costs you to live each year. Okay. What does that mean? What does that mean? Acknowledging how much it costs you to live each year. I mean, here's a great example. So a checking account, your money's coming into the checking account. Your money's going out of the checking account. Does it cost you $3,000 a month to live? Does it cost you $4,000 a month to live? It's basically, some people call it a budget. Some people call it a spending plan. But you need to know what your run rate is Mm -hmm. every month. And again, if you went through a divorce, you probably had some sort of disclosure of what your expenses are. But your expenses change dramatically when you get a divorce. Because now, instead of having one household, there are two homes, two residences, right? Spouse and one you and one. So it may cost more to live as a single person than it did as two people sharing expenses. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you know, so it's a great idea to just go into your checking account. Every, every bank has an online application and just figure out how much is my rent or my mortgage? How much am I paying off my student loans every month? How much is my car? And, and just know how much money do you need to generate a month to pay to live? It's it's a simple concept. It really is, but it's hard to figure that out. (laughs) But I think, you know, I think it goes back to what we were saying before about really being able, if you're at this moment in your life where you're really embracing your fresh start and you're saying, I'm going to build a different life for myself than what I had before and taking advantage of all of the freedoms that you have. Part of that is having this this awareness of what it costs to be you today. And and while it might be sort of exhausting and probably a little scary to go in and see those numbers, it's important and it serves you very well. 
Yeah, I mean, and there's free applications. I teach this in the online mm-hmm. course. Mint.com is one of them where you just link your bank accounts together and it tells you what you spend every month right. on gas. It tells you what you spend on groceries, restaurants. And here's the kicker. If you're spending on average $6,000 a month, but you're only getting a salary of X and you're getting child support of Y and you're getting alimony of Z and all that is less than $6,000 a month, you know what's going to happen? Your net worth is going to go down every year and you're going to be deeper and deeper in debt. Right. This is a great exercise to make sure that you're living within your means and Maybe you have more money coming in than you're spending, and maybe that means that you can be living a little a little better. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you can spend a little more, but you need to know where you are today. Right. I think the the last time you were on, we talked a lot about living beneath your means. That's the secret to getting rich, right? Right. That's right. <laughs> okay. I'm still working on it. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So should we move on to step three? Step three is forecasting how much it will cost you to live in the future. This is so hard. So what do you need to keep in mind when you're doing that? Well, if you know how much it costs you today (laughs) and you have to factor in inflation, and again, there's online tools that do this for you. It's not going to be, look, it's an online course. Mm -hmm. It's an affordable online course. This isn't going to be as good as you working with a full service financial planner, right? Mm -hmm. But you're going to get some estimates on your own. So you need to start thinking about inflation. And so for instance, um, when I was little, because I'm 50 years old today, when I was little and I was at 10 or 12 and I would get an allowance, I remember I could buy a candy bar for 25 cents. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how much a candy bar is now. Does anyone know? Do I don't you know? know. I don't know. But um, <laughs> let's just be honest. It's probably not 25 cents right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember um, things just didn't cost as much. I mean, you could go out to lunch and get a sandwich for five bucks. I don't know anyone who sells a sandwich for five bucks anymore unless I make it myself. <laughs> yeah. So if you are living, if you are spending $5,000 a month now, I can show you tools to estimate how much you will spend 20 years from now by buying the same stuff. If you Mm -hmm. buy the same stuff today that you do 20 years from now, it's not going to cost you $5,000 a month. It could cost you seven or eight or $9,000 a month. Right. So you got to factor that in, but, but we don't need to spend too much time on this one because this is really sort of an intangible, but I just want to get people thinking. Yeah. And you mean if you're planning ahead and you're being conservative and safe with your money, then it's something that you definitely need to keep in mind. Yeah. Just things will cost more in the future. So you're Mm going to need more money in the future than you need today to have the same standard of living. Let me repeat that one more time. You need to be getting more monthly income in the future than you are now in order to maintain the same standard of living you have today. So that can probably feel like a pretty impossible task for people listening, but it's not. And I think we should take a quick break, Lori. And when we come back, we're going to get people right back on track and get everybody feeling optimistic about the future, (laughs) even if we can't predict it, right? That's right. Okay. We'll be right back. Moving past divorce is hard enough without your old engagement ring staring you in the eye every time you open your jewelry box. 
Worthy provides the smart solution for women looking to safely elevate their rings from dusty relics of hard times to financial assets to help you embrace your fresh start. Worthy covers the cost of insurance, shipping, grading, and more. So if you're going to sell, sell smart with Worthy. Go to worthy.com slash podcast to get started. We're ready when you are. We are back with Lori Itkin, and Lori is giving us all of the tips that we need to make sure that we are going to have the money that we need to sustain the life that we deserve. So Lori, we're going through the eight steps of how not to outlive your money, and we are just getting to step four. So what is step four? Step four is so important, and I really encourage everyone listening to think about it. Step four is for you to determine when you will no longer be earning income. Okay. Okay. So if you are working today, you have a job. I really doubt there's many jobs that you can continue to do when you're 70, 80, or 90. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was just talking to a woman yesterday, she's getting a divorce and she's a special education teacher and Mm -hmm. she's working with autistic children and uh, children that have very high needs, need a lot of her attention. And, you know, she's in her mid fifties and she's already burned out. Mm -hmm. That's emotionally and physically exhausting work. Yes, but it's very, I really respect what she does. I mean, I love teachers. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. It speaks so much to what you were saying, though, about how, you know, you need to be realistic about how long you're going to be able to provide for yourself in the same ways that you are. You know, your your abilities are not going to stay the same forever. Right. And you've got to remember, a lot of women are referred to me who work with me after the divorce. They've been stay-at-home moms for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And they may not be able to, depending on their age, you know, get a job and generate income. So if they have younger children, though, they may be receiving child support. And also, depending on the state in which they live and depending on their Mm ex-spouse's financial situation, they may be receiving alimony. In California, it's called spousal support. In some other states, it's called maintenance. But I think uh, most people understand the term alimony. Well, alimony is rarely forever. Alimony may have an end date and certainly child support. When your child's over 18, Mm -hmm. in most states, child support stops. There are exceptions, but you're certainly not going to get child support for a 30-year-old child, okay? Right, right. This is one of the most important lessons in the online course because Mm -hmm. I show you how to really budget for when these income sources dry up, if you will. Right. Because we have you, you've already in step two figured out how much it costs you to live each year. Mm -hmm. So you need to think about what year will child or child support or spousal support not continue. You won't be receiving that income. And then you have an income gap. Right. This is, I think, one of the big challenges for our community is, you know, right now, when you're thinking about alimony or child support, I think for most of our listeners who are either in the beginning or in the middle or or shortly after the beginning of their divorce, they are thinking about today so much. And it's really important to be thinking long term. These are things that, you know, as you said, it's not going to last forever. and 
you don't want to be dependent on it more than you're dependent on yourself. And being able to identify your own ability to move forward and see how things are going to end up for you and know when those things are going to, when those those checks are going to stop and being able to take care of yourself is a really amazing thing. And I think, you know, you said this is such an important step. And I think you're such an important voice walking people through this step because it's it's tough and it's it's tough when it's happening and it's tough to think about how it's going to be in several years from now too. But it's also can be a positive because there are plenty of women who are paying support to their ex-spouses. Yeah. Uh, I work with same-sex couples and one of them is going to be paying the other person. And so when this is a positive that if you imagine if you're on the side where you're paying your ex-spouse, well, there'll be a day where you no longer have to cut those checks. And this is going to be a windfall for you. And you can be investing that money for your future. So it's also a positive, depending on what side of the fence you sit. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Right? Yeah. And you may, if you have student loans, let's say, in the future, you might have paid off your student loans. Mm -hmm. So there's a windfall in your budget. So it's just thinking about the now and in the future. Right. And and here's where we get back to why if let's say let's say in your divorce settlement you receive a hundred thousand dollars in retirement assets, those mm-hmm. are yours. Well, if you start investing those now, mm-hmm. and we'll get to this later, but well, well that really segues into the next step. Okay. So should we step up yeah. to five? Let's step up to five. So okay. This is something everyone can do. Here's a real easy step. See, I have some hard steps and some easy steps. So the easy step is to estimate your monthly social security benefit. This is for people who live in the U.S. Canada Mm -hmm. has a different system. But you literally just go to ssa.gov. That's the social security administration.gov, ssa.gov. You put in some information and it will spit out your estimated social security benefits if you retire at age 62, at age 67, at age 70. And those are the ages that are for people my age, but they will change based on if you're younger or or older than I am. Mm -hmm. And it can tell you, so like for me, I just did it uh, yesterday just to check. And I know for me that if I continue working until I'm 67, getting the same income I make now, and remember my income could go up or down, Mm -hmm. I know that if I continue working at the same income I'm making now, when I'm 67, I will get not quite $3,000 a month in social security benefits, okay? Okay. That'll be $3,000 a month in today's dollars. So I might actually get more than that because of inflation, but at least it allows me to think, wow, I will get, a you know, similar to $3,000 a year. Right. Okay. So anyone can do this. You go on there. And if you've been a stay at home mom or you haven't had much time in the workforce, if you've been married for at least 10 years, there is a good possibility that you can get half of your ex-spouse's social security benefits. Wow. Well, not quite wow, because let's say you're married to me and I'm getting almost 3000 a month. Well, then you know that the max you'll get is 1500 a month, which really is, that's not much money. Right, <laughs> right. Okay. 
many people think, oh, when I retire, you know, I'll get Social Security. I'll live off Social Security. Social Security, that's like a joke. I mean, especially if you live in a high-cost city or area. I can't live on $3,000 a month, and it's taxable. Wow. I have to pay tax on that. So, I mean, this is a joke. So don't, you know, you, I'm teaching, this is like, if you take anything away from this module, you're going to go in there, you're going to see what your social security benefit is. And it's going to be like, it helps you budget think for the future. Yeah. It's a significant piece, but it's a, you have to think of it as a piece. You can't think of it as your solution. It's a piece of your, of your future. Okay. So once you know that, and everybody can do this, it like is so easy. It just takes you a few minutes to log on mm-hmm. ssa.gov. Okay. Like if you take anything away from this whole podcast, <laughs> that you know how to figure out what you're going to get in social security. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I have some other tips. Okay. So stay tuned. All right. So now, <laughs> now step number six is you need to determine how much additional income you're going to need to cover your living expenses. So if I know I'm only going to get 3000 a month, but I know it costs me, you know, 5000 a month to live, right? how much extra income do I need? Mm-hmm. And these are guesses. And I have the online tools that show you how to do this. These are guesses. But you've got to start thinking now how much income I'm going to need in the future. Right. And you won't be perfect. You won't be right. But it's going to get you in that mindset of thinking. Yeah. And that, that goes back to that self-awareness piece of just sort of, you know, it can be so easy. Sometimes money is almost like junk food. Like it's easier not to pay attention, but you're going to feel better and you're going to be in a better spot if you pay a little bit of attention. (laughs) That's a great analogy. Great analogy. Okay. So now we have number seven and this is, I have a lot of online tools for this. Number seven, calculate how much you will need to have saved to cover the gap. So basically, if I know 20 years from now, I've got to have something because I'm going to get social security, but I need a machine to generate income for me. Like I'll need another two or 3000 a month. Well, where's that income going to come for? I mean, no more child support, right. no more alimony. Can't work because like I'm old. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe I can work, but I can't, you know. Yeah. You don't have as much steam as you did when you were 50. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to be able to retire. So where am I going to get that monthly income? This is exactly why if you have a pot of money now, like that woman Mm -hmm. who came to me with $600,000, if she had invested that money, and I, and, you know, I think we should remind listeners that for Worthy, I did a three-part blog series on investing 101. It's a great place to start. If you have no idea what the heck I'm talking about, (laughs) Take 10 minutes and read Investing 101. We'll link to part one and part one links to part two and part two links to part three. So we'll make sure that that's available to listeners too at worthy.com slash podcast. Great. So, you know, if you start investing money now, Mm -hmm. uh, whether you're using stocks or bonds or, or any other mutual funds, exchange traded funds, I, I explain all this stuff then that is going to be able to pay you income. So like I know already right now, I know I've saved so much in my retirement accounts that I'm not going to have a problem. So if let's just say I have, we'll make it up. Let's say I have a million dollars and I need 
that to generate income. I've got a million dollars saved. Oh, I've been working. I listened to this podcast. I just started <laughs> saving and saving and build this nest yeah. egg. If I have a million dollars and I invest it in bonds and stocks that pay dividends, and if I can generate a 4% yield off that, that's $40,000 a year that I can take out, help me supplement Social Security and not have to spend down that principal. So I can have that million dollars just sustaining itself, paying me rent, sort of like if you own a rental property mm-hmm. and you rent it out for income, these renters are paying you a month, your investment income can be paying you monthly. Okay. Your social security is still a part of what's going on, but it's an appropriately smaller part of what's going on. Right. Because you've worked and you save for retirement. That's why mm-hmm. everyone says save for retirement. How much should I put away? You know, I'm working. How much should I put in my 401k? How much should I save? I'm self-employed. How much should I put in a SEP IRA? Well, the reason why you want to save a little bit of your income every month or every quarter, every year is you want to build a pot of money that's going to be able to be invested and generate investment income for you to spend when you no longer have other income coming in. And so that's the eighth step, right? That's the eighth step. You generate investment income to help cover your living expenses. And so- Lori, maybe you can tell us a little bit about some of the clients that you've worked with. I mean, where would you say people generally are in their life when they're really starting to take these eight steps and and sort of look at this picture? So that's a, that's a great question. So with the online course, I'm, I'm allowing people to, to sort of do this on their own mm-hmm. at a very affordable rate. When they work with me as a wealth manager, I am doing all these steps with them hand mm-hmm. by, you know, hand in hand. And so a typical situation will happen where either I've helped the woman through her divorce, helping her negotiate. We've done some of this analysis to figure out mm-hmm. what she needs And then after the divorce, I will work with her to help her establish a budget. Step number two, how much does it cost her to live each year? We figure that out together. Then she may have some investments from the the settlement. Maybe she has $100,000 in a a brokerage account. Maybe she has $300,000 in a retirement account. We work together to invest that money now so that it's growing for the future. But a lot of the women that work with me are anywhere, I'd say my sweet spot is anywhere from their uh, late 30s to their early 60s. That's Mm -hmm. where most of my clients fall in age. And for people who are listening, I mean, is this something that maybe our listeners want to talk to their kids that are starting to, they're beginning their careers and they've got their student loans? I mean, when is a good time to start looking at this sort of long-term planning? Oh, well, you know, I, I, I do a lot of this kind of planning with recently married couples, you know, Mm -hmm. even, you know, couples in their thirties love to come and meet with me because they, they may want to be saving for a down payment for a house, but they Mm -hmm. also might want to have children and they're trying to figure that out. Or a lot of young couples, you know, when they've had um, small kids, they want to start a college savings plan. Right. So really, I mean, financial planning happens throughout your life. And there's just ways to, to have that help no matter how old you are and what, what stage of life you're in. Well, I think that's great. And, you know, I think we talk a lot about female empowerment on this podcast. And I think that empowering people 
by helping them become financially literate and to take control of their own financial situation and help them feel confident with what's going on is it's an amazing thing that you're doing. And we're so glad that we get to be a little part of it and to have you come talk to our community and give them tips that will help them embrace their fresh start and create the bright future that they really deserve. Well, I love being involved in the Worthy community. It's just been terrific and uh, always encourage folks to uh, read the Worthy blog. You know, there's oh, articles. I'm, the, I'm one of the contributors. I yeah. write about finance, but we have authors writing about everything. And I it's just such a rich source. You know, here's a nice spoiler alert for you. We, you know, we get the pitches before we get the articles. And we were pitched an article about your post-divorce libido. So, <laughs> so we're we're really excited. <laughs> That's going to be a good one. Yeah, it's an, a nice range of topics, and you know, finance is exciting too, Lori. <laughs> Not quite, uh, but I, whatever. Hey, it gets me excited. So, <laughs> well, we we are excited about it too, and we're excited about all of the ways that you're helping women take control of their futures. And I want to thank you so much for joining me on this episode. It's always such a treat to have you. Well, let's end with this. I'd love to let folks know how they can get in contact with me. So Absolutely. the best way is to go to my website, theoptionslady.com, theoptionslady.com. And if you're interested in learning more about the, the online course and this eight-step process, there's a, a link on the website to that. And the price of the course is uh, normally $249, but if you put in the coupon code worthy you get $50 off and you also get a 30 minute call with me that you can schedule anytime as you're going through the course either before the course anytime in the middle of the course or after the course if you want a little bit of personalized assistance thank you Lori. that's great i i'm sure that our listeners are are going to be hitting you up and learning even more from you so thank you so much for being a part of our worthy community and we look forward to having you back soon great thanks for having me audrey thanks again to Lori for joining us and to all of you for listening before this episode ends we wanted to remind you guys to join our facebook group worthy women and divorce We are so blown away by the conversations going on in this group, and we want to make sure that you're a part of what's shaping the topics we feature here. In fact, this week, we asked you to pick between an episode on finance and an episode on co-parenting. Well, you can guess which one won, but don't worry, co-parenting is next week, and it's a really good episode. The Facebook group is a great way to interact with our blog and learn more about our platform, so we hope to see you there soon. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch every new episode of Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle in your feed weekly. If you like what you hear, rate and review us to help other women like you find us. Thanks for listening to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy dedicated to celebrating women like you as you embrace a new beginning after divorce, separation, or whatever. Worthy is an online auction platform designed to help you sell valuable items like an engagement ring or a wedding set. When you decide to send your ring in, we pay for the shipping and insurance to ensure that it arrives safely to our New York office. Once we receive the ring, we have it professionally graded and photographed, which helps it sell competitively in our buyer network. One of the best parts of working with Worthy is that you get to set the minimum on your item. 
After the grading, our gemologists will give you a recommended selling minimum, but at the end of the day, you get to decide how much you want to sell the ring for. If the highest bid comes in below that threshold and you decide not to accept it, we'll send you your ring back and we'll even cover the costs of the insured shipping again. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Are you ready to embrace your fresh start? Us too. Go to worthy.com slash podcast to learn more.